This is Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time Show. He'll give you that Nick's talk just in the Nick of Time. And guess what, guys? It's time to celebrate a Nick's win. There was no Cam Reddish revenge game today. Stop that in his tracks, all right? Because the Knicks took care of business, went on the road in Portland without Jalen Brunson, our best player, and beat the Blazers 123-107. to 107. And our Knicks showed out, all right? We really did our thing. After a slow start to the first quarter, the Knicks started to pick up. And RJ Barrett ends up scoring 22 points, five rebounds, and three blocks on the night. Julius Randle keeps balling with 24 points, 10 rebounds, and four assists. Josh Hart, the return to the prodigal son to Portland, gives you 16 points, eight assists, and nine rebounds. Almost walk up and got a triple double. Man, it's a good day. Okay, Emmanuel quickly, 26 points and 10 rebounds from a guard and Emmanuel quickly, the, the, the bench outscores the Portland bench 45 to 12 and the guy who Tibbs gave the minutes over Cam, Miles McBride gives you 18 points, three assists, a tomahawk slam in transition, improbable field defending defense, and an explanation point win for these Knicks. Shout out to Miles McBride. The Knicks are rolling, man. We did our thing and took care of the Blazers. We shot well from 3 2. Shout out to Obi Toppin who contributed. Shout out to, to the unsung hero, Hartenstein, who contributed. It was a team win a great win overall and we're going to talk about it all before we talk about it you already know we got a shout out to fubu tv if you want to watch the knicks for free for seven days you already know what to do watch fubu tv.com go to fubu tv.com slash kot to watch knicks for free for seven days go watch any sports channel you want any cable channel you want and if you want to keep it you can subscribe and you can unsubscribe whenever you want so shout out to fubu tv also, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. And also hit the notification bell because someone told me, yo, Jay Ellis, I don't get notifications when you go live. So I never really asked to hit the notification bells, but hit those notification bells as well. All right, cool. Now let's get to it. Shout out to my guy, Ryan G. He was feeling a little bit under the weather, but I already, you already know who it is, man. It is the Latin assassin with me. Mr. ESPN contributor, posting and toasting contributor, my man Lee Escobedo. What's going on, Lee? What's good, Jay Ellis? You know, man, so much of our fandom for guys that are my age, you know, in their mid to late 30s, is based on myth the myth of a 70 championship, the myth of a 73 championship, the myth of Bernard King, the 90s Knicks, Patrick Ewing, 99 finals. It's really nice to watch history being written 
and to have it live and direct in front of you with this knit squad, coached by Tom Thibodeau, led by Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle. It's unbelievable, man. We got a real squad here. It's going to go down in the history books as one of the best Knits team in franchise history, one of the oldest teams in the league, and this is one of the best teams we've ever had wearing the orange and blue. Absolutely, absolutely. Lee, one of the signs of a good team, ask Kevin Durant this because this he almost left the Nets for the same reason. When your best player goes down, and your team collapses and can't find ways to win games whatsoever, then your team is in trouble. Well, the engine of our team has been down and we've been staying afloat. And this is not the first time. It's happened before uh, in, earlier in the season when Brunson went down and we saw quickly start to step up and other guys. And once again, it has happened. And after some early panic, with the three-game losing skid because, you know, we came back off of a road trip. Uh, we we found our way again, and we rebounded. We, we, we and this team has regained that special feeling that this team is indeed special, and this foundation is being solidly built. And it can be going up from here because, listen, man, to I... I I thought we could be I thought we could win tonight, Lee, but the way in which we dominated, I didn't fully expect a total domination from the 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 starting unit to the bench unit, and it's making me it's making my delusions of grandeur even grand. And I'm trying to calm myself down a little bit because my Welcome to the PCS club, baby. taking over. Welcome to the club. No, no, no. You're not, you're not bringing me there. <laughs> Let's go. I'm like, what is happening right now? Do you like how? how? Dame, Dame is playing today. All right. But yo, Lee, you know what I knew they were in trouble? When's that? I knew they were in trouble when the third quarter started. And we were down, and our guys, our front court, our starting five was keeping up with their starting five. Because in the first half, once the bench came on, they couldn't keep up. They couldn't keep up at all, like not even a little bit. So once I saw our starting five was keeping up with theirs and actually chipping away at the lead, I was like, oh, it's a wrap. It's a wrap because once my brother and those boys get back in the game, Woo! <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. I'll tell you what, man. I've never seen in my fandom going on 23 years, I've never seen the Knits be a dominant team in really any capacity. That 2013 Knits tape team was so dependent on Melo yeah. being an MVP caliber player every single game yeah and jr smith being a six man of a year award player every single game the stat was injured not bringing it raymond felton had a low ceiling jason Pierre was at the end of his career we had 40 year old kurt thomas marcus canby rasheed wallace iman yes. shumpert was limited offensively we, we weren't suffocating on offense or defense this team is suffocating on both yeah this and not only that jealous they got a ceiling bro we haven't even seen 
the best of this team. There are still young guys like Grimes and Obi and Quickly that I believe in Mitch haven't even hit their ceiling. RJ can become more efficient, if not a star. I think there's another level of Jalen Brunson's game. Me too. The ceiling is high. We got draft pits in the treasure chest. We got great contracts, tradable contracts, affordable contracts. Our two superstars are some of the lowest paid superstars in the entire NBA. Indeed. Bro, we are set up for success now and the future. And that's what really separates us from 2013, literally 10 years ago, to now. Like we are, we have success here in the future. We, this is longevity. I'm really excited, man. We are suffocating on defense. We can shut teams down, yeah. out grind them, out hustle them, out bully ball them. We just destroy them in the paint. And it doesn't just affect physically, it affects them psychologically. So we cannot stop these guys. And you start seeing guys miss rotations on a, the defensive end. You start seeing guys give up on, on, on switches. And we just take full advantage of that. These guys are prepared. Yeah. They're in shape. They're conditioned. And that's what because of our head coach, Tom Thibodeau, you died to praise when praise is due. And the man has this team ready to win and compete on every single game. Absolutely. And speaking of the defense and the, listen, McBride was chosen over Cam Reddish for a reason. All right. All right. Talk about it. The defense that McBride displayed today was otherworldly. Shout out to, to Terry. We tweeted out a picture of Gary Payton. <laughs> and it was like, this is McBride. And I totally agree because McBride, though, did, did you see the way McBride ran into the air and blocked a layup like he was freaking Matumbo? I'm like, who's that? I mean, what got into McBride? Defensively, I felt like this is we were we were in it today. There was a point where I'm watching McBride play defense with like Josh Hart, and it's my my brain is exploding from the euphoria. I'm looking at at the, the different rotations and multiple efforts and and running and flash break. Even there was a time where it was like Grimes. And Josh Hart, or Grimes, Josh Hart, and quickly. There were so many great defensive guards out there today. Even even RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett was really good defensively today. Really, really good. This team really, to me, the worst person defensively today this whole game was, was Julius Randle. And the coach bit that in the butt in the third quarter. And, and once he called timeout, Julius Randle started to actually play defense from third quarter on. And, and Mitchell Robinson was bad on defense tonight, too. And Mitchell Robinson, I'm sorry. And Mitchell Robinson was bad on defense. But it's like our whole team defensively was on some other symbiotic level that I didn't even expect. And I I, I got so – I'm so enthralled with talking about the defense. I didn't even talk about Miles McBride enough. So I'm going to let you talk about McBride. <laughs> you know, I think tonight Tibbs had a really good game plan. It was simple, but it was effective. He knows that uh, Jeremiah Grant, who is a KOT target for this summer of a guy that we all want the Knicks to go after in the front office, uh, who would bring a Swiss Army knife ability to, on the defensive and offensive end at the three spot, uh, we, he was out. He's their best three-point shooter for guys that have been playing more than 30 games this season. He's mm-hmm. hitting 40% from three. Yeah. With him out, you have a lot of athletes that aren't the best or most engaged defensively and aren't the best shooters so what do you do? 
you blitz and double and attack Dame on defense every single time. Yeah. On the perimeter, uh, dribbling the ball up court, the moment he gets into the paint, you, you, you just blitz him. You throw double teams, triple teams, you're rotating your best nine-man rotation on him. So he's seen Hartenstein, he's seen McBride, he's seen Quickly, he's seen Grimes, he's Sorry, seen no. RJ, he's seen IQ. Guys with incredible defensive ratings and acumen and IQ at all times. And you're forcing the Simons and the Nurkic and the other guys, the tertiary fourth and seventh guys on the, on the pecking order, to beat you. And they can't. Not this next team. Maybe last year's next team. Not this 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 year's next team. There's no weaknesses or holes on this roster with this tight nine man rotation. And it's not just nine. It's nine. It's truly twelve guys are ready at all times. Yeah. Yo, you need Fournier for a game. Boom, he's in. He's hitting threes. He's trying on D. You need McBride. Boom, he's fitting in. He's locking guys down. You need Sims. Boom, he's running the pick and roll, running the fast break, grabbing offensive rebounds. We really got twelve guys that are ready at all times, but nine, when they're together, they work in, in synergy and lock up any team that we play. It was beautiful, man. Yeah. I love the strategy. And Dame still cooked us, but the other guys were shut down. And that's the formula that you need to play in this modern era of basketball where every team really has a superstar or a damn near superstar. If you can keep that guy in check and lock down the rest in the perimeter, you got a chance to win the game by double digits. And what happened tonight? We won the game by double digits. Let's Absolutely. go. Absolutely, absolutely. Listen, Tibbs has done that before. Like we've seen Tibbs kind of do that with D'Angelo Russell yesterday. D'Angelo Russell was 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 killing us in the first half, second half, blitzing him, getting the ball out of his hands. All of a sudden, D'Angelo Russell isn't a factor anymore. So those principles are in place to attack those type of guards. And funny enough, this is a this is a perfect game for Deuce McBride and kind of shorter guys to kind of get in on the action because they sometimes go with Anthony Simons with 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 Damian Lillard so McBride can shine um a lot of times and he did just that and the thing I like about this game too and the way Tibbs played it and the way McBride played it is you you can just first of all McBride Tibbs trusted McBride enough to actually play him a lot of the fourth quarter he played yeah. them uh, uh how many minutes did he play Let's see. McBride, McBride, McBride played 24 minutes today. Um, 18 points. That's a career high. I could have sworn he had a career. I could have sworn he had 19 points last season. I'm not, I'm not, or am I bugging? I'm not sure if they messed that up. But 18 points for him this season, 75% from the field goal, 80% from three. And the three point shooting is really. What I want to focus in, because Jeff Van Gundy mentioned this earlier about the three-point shooting being the key to the McBride. Because I haven't really seen him blow by a lot of people, that three-point shot is going to open up a lot for him and his teammates. And he was able to kind of get to the rim a little bit more once he started hitting those threes because the team started to have to respect it. And what I but he looked comfortable. He looked comfortable taking those threes. And in this stretch, too, he looked more comfortable even handling the ball, ball more than I've seen him all season long. So just, I think McBride next season, I think he'll be ready. You know what I'm saying? I think he'll actually be ready to contribute and not have as many lulls. Will there be a role for him here? I don't know because team's death is crazy, but I think he's going to be definitely ready to, to I think he's ready this season. 
Yeah. Um, I, I really think that he's his confidence is rising. All he needs are consistent repetitions and consistent like, minute stretch. I guarantee minutes every game. It's hard when you haven't when you get like seven DNPs in a row when yeah. your team's on a win streak, and then all of a sudden the number one option, the engine of the offense, goes down, and you're tasked with filling Emmanuel Quickly's role off the bench, which is hit three point lock up the opposing's best uh, best offensive player and really run the team I as agree. a point of attack with the bench unit. That's a hard – the point guard's the hardest role to, to play in the NBA. And he's asked to do that, and he comes in and he does it really well. The more opportunities he gets, I really think if he would have gotten more burn last year, we'd even be seeing a higher level of deuce. So you see what the kid does in G League. He cuts the competition. We've always known that he had yeah. the scoring prowess because he's doing it and his guys are at the same skill level as him. In the NBA, I think he doesn't have enough confidence offensively as he does defensively because that's his MO and bread and butter. But now he's starting to develop that confidence and we're seeing the full rapport of his game. We're seeing the floaters. We're seeing yeah. the cuts. We're seeing the passing. We're seeing the three-point shot. Man, if we unlock this, bro, that, that's the best three-guard lineup in the NBA with Brunson, Quickly, and uh, Deuce McBride. That is dangerous. Super dangerous, man. That summer league lineup was torching this team today, all right? Did you see Did you see the Tomahawk dunk in transition? Are you serious? Come on, McBride. That's what I'm talking about, my guy. That's what I'm talking about. Salute to McBride, but speaking of the Summer League roster, um, come on, man. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold <laughs> it. Here we go. Here we go. I know they, I know it's Dame time, but I got quick time, all right? We got quick time, all right? Quick 26 points, 50%, 50 57% from the field goal, 50% from three. I go back and forth on who's the most important player, third most. I keep saying he, I think he might be our third best player on the team. I, I feel very confident with his hand, with the ball in his hands. And an, a key moment to me, again, third quarter. First quarter, we were down. We missed our first eight shots. We didn't score our first bucket to four minutes and 10 seconds. I thought... Thibault did a, a great job kind of digging and getting back to his man, disrupting the offense, causing turnovers, and really got us out of rhythm. It kind of I kind of felt like someone had to take over a little bit and quickly was the one to do that. He was very aggressive in the third quarter. And I felt like offensively he really got the ball rolling for the team by by just being a freaking shot maker. And he's gotten to a point where I almost sometimes sometimes I almost feel like I'm watching Brunson. Like the way he's navigating that mid-range and being patient and playing with pace, looking for the contact for with for with the floaters, hitting the threes. I like I feel like he's combined Brunson's game with like a little Steph Curry light game, the way he like redirects from the three-point line. And he's become his own special thing. And I'm falling even more in love with quickly today because of the defense, the three-point shooting, the way he organized the offense and gives you the buckets when you when you need it. He really took over the game for me in the third quarter. Yeah, I I feel like some guys on this team offense doesn't come necessarily that easy to them. And when I say that, I'm thinking about RJ Barrett. 
you know, he, he's, I think he struggles to get his 20 points a game, but he really has to work hard. And Tibbs is running plays. It's pinned down specifically right. for him to get open and get easy shots to basket for him to, to, to keep his scoring pace up. Not necessarily his averages, but the scoring pace and opportunities. And that's not the case with Emmanuel quickly. The game is coming really easily and slowing down for him. And he has his four or five spots on the floor, on the three-point line and in the mid-range where he knows when he's there and he has enough space between him and defender, the ball is going the hoop. Oh, he's going. And that level of efficiency, you really, on this team, you really only see with Brunson's the only other guy who's able to do that. Because we haven't really seen Grimes' full intermediate game yet. Mm-hmm. We see him on the perimeter and we see him attacking, but we haven't seen the mid-range yet. Quickly is a, a three-level score. And we only we really truly only have three of those. Brunson and Randall being the other two guys that do at a high clip and efficient clip. So for quickly to be able to score at all three levels, he might be the second best after Brunson drawing fouls. Like Randall gets star calls, but quickly is better at drawing the fouls. Yeah. This is about anyone but Brunson. And that there are so many different levels to unlock his game, but he has the fundamentals down. And he has a high IQ that when he has a mismatch or he has a defender that actually can play the defense, has some length and some height and versatility and can stop him, he knows how to use his body and draw contact and watches enough tape to know the the the, the attributes and expectations of how the defender is going to give him uh, in, in open space. So I've been really impressed with how the game slowed down for him and how efficient he's becoming in this starring role. Uh, outside the games where he was just completely exhausted because Tiz was overplaying the guys. I've been really impressed with, with how he's stepped in and not only been the, the point of attack, but also the leader and uh, calling out the defensive cues and offensive cues and running the plays on offense and getting guys their shots, man. It's been a beautiful thing to watch. Give this man the bad this summer. we got to lock him in and don't include him in any damn trade scenarios unless you're getting back a top five superstar. <laughs> Yo, I'm not even mad at Drew. Yo, I'm not even mad at RJ, man. I feel like RJ... Shoot, I meant to have his stats up. I'm sorry, guys. I felt like RJ had even a pretty decent game too. But you know what? Before we get to RJ, I know somebody's on the phone. So let me pause the conversation right there. Cause I could keep going on. Cause me, me and Lee going back and forth like we Venus and Serena playing tennis right now. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like we can catch we can easily just catch rhythm and just be like (laughs) (laughs) But before we that, Caller just hung up. I'll see. I'm sorry, Caller. See. But the phone lines are open. 319-527-6241. That's 319-527-6241. 6241. Sorry, caller, for having you on the line too, too long. We just be getting really excited about the game sometimes, and we still be yapping and yapping. All right. Yo, Jalen, I, I know this guy is not going to be on, on your graphics, and he's probably he's becoming one of the most underrated Knicks because, man, we we hate we hate on this time at the end of the season. Hardenstein. We are lucky to have Isaiah Hardenstein. Uh, oh, Which I was going to get to well. him. I was going to get to him. <laughs> but I don't uh, have, do a you have a graphic. Right. Do you have a graphic? You don't no, have I do a graphic. Not have a graphic. Do you? No, you don't have a graphic. I don't have no graphic. <laughs> Listen, though, Mitch has not played well the last couple of games. I don't know what's going on. He's he's gotten outmatched by guys who are just driving the paint. Like Nurkic had a hell of a first half against him. And then we, we tried, turned that off and took a half. But Isaiah Hartenstein's really came in clutch. And that, that opportunity had to start for Mitchell Robinson when uh, Mitch was down. I think really boosted his confidence and helped him turn his game around because he's an offensive board monster right now. Really grabbing rebounds. Even against- Uh-oh, did your sound go out? Hold on a second. It's NBA. Let's go. 
Hold on. The last, the sound of what? Did you guys hear that last three bit? I felt like the sound dropped for like three seconds. I said, once Hartenstein is a three-point shot, it's over for you hoes. <laughs> I'll say it again. I'll say it thrice. Yeah. Yo, you know what's funny? Um, yeah, Mitch hasn't been that good lately. Today, I didn't think he did that bad. Today, I thought he was okay. I just thought Hartenstein was just, was just better. Be Hartenstein, the way he battles the bigger centers... I, I, don't, I just feels like he figured something out when it comes to battling the bigger centers. On top of that, his passing in the fast break combined with Hart's passing in the fast break Unbelievable. together, it just puts so much pressure on opposing defenses to A, get the rebound or B, just get... Screw that. Screw the screw the offensive rebound because if you miss the offensive rebound, we're gone. It's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> it's a wrap. We're gone already. So you got two guys who can get that rebound in Hartenstein and Josh Hart. Two guys who can draw who can throw these bullet passes. And then you have OB Toppin and these other guys sprinting down the floor. It's a recipe for the disaster for these opposing teams. And then when you look up, you end up with something like the Knicks bench outscoring your bench 45 to 12. Which is exactly that's what happened. Quickly. Huh? That's without quickly. That's without quickly on the bench. And that's, and that's without quickly on the bench. That's when you bride hitting threes. Josh Hart pushing the pace. Hold on. Let me get to the job. I do that. I do have that. Okay. Shall do have <laughs> respect. Shout out to Alex. <laughs> He was like, I'm throwing in the Josh Hart graphics too. I'm like, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Josh Hart, 16 points, uh, nine rebounds, eight assists, plus 26 on the night. How is this man real? Joe, it's, it's time to have a conversation, bro. Ryan's not here to have it with us. He's here in spirit. I think we need to talk about the Cam Reddish Josh Hart trade one more time. I was already headed there. <laughs> My guy, we're on the same we're on the same wavelength tonight. I was bro. already at it there, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> uh, how did that trade look today? Pretty damn good, man. Not only did I heart uh, lead lead the entire game in plus minus at twenty six, and I don't put a whole lot of weight into plus minus. You know, I, I think there's better stats out there, advanced metrics uh, to gauge a player's worth, but it's there. We'll use it. Uh, you know who had the worst plus minus in the entire game? Cam uh, I already know. <laughs> I already know. Was it the guy who shot the ball off the side of the backboard today? Is it that guy? It was that guy. And, you know, I'm I'm a Cam Reddish fan, still a fan. I wish him well. Tweeted yeah. before the game. I hope the Knicks win. I hope Cam has a great game. Facts. I've been paying attention to a lot of the discourse that's happening on Twitter, uh, in threads, and especially in the Knit spaces uh, on, on Twitter amongst high-profile micro-celebrity Knit fans uh, and the like. And there's a lot of back and forth on how Cam was treated with the Knits, and, and I agree that I, it seemed very politically motivated. And this doesn't really make this look good optically across the NBA that like Tibbs has such a personal vendetta against the player, but he's gonna bench him DNPs. Uh, even in garbage time is like, it, it really makes this look kind of goofy. 
Um, that being said, Cam Reddish doesn't fit the identity of a Tibbs team, and he also doesn't fit the identity of what this team on their own has cultivated on the court. He is a player who thrives in one-on-one opportunities. We got way too many ISO guys on this team. You know, we don't have enough ball for Cam Reddish to get into his spots and find his rhythm on his own, which really is comes outside of the flow of the offense yeah. at the expense of ball movement. I'd rather the ball be in Brunson, IQ, Randall, and Art, even RJ's hands than Cam Reddish. We need guys that are in give and go, who are high IQ, advanced passers on the break, guys who go after offensive rebounds, who will throw their body into the stands. It sounds like I'm talking about Josh Hart, and I am, and it's a reason for that. We won the trade. I mean, Knicks, I mean, listen, to me, the Knicks, at the time, I feel like Knicks want to trade, but really, listen, the trade is supposed to be good for, it was good for everybody as of now. Cam has found a home there. He scored well. I still feel like at the end of the day, defensively, he still has a lot of things to work through. And that's probably why the Portland Dread Pleasures have him coming off the bench now. There was a lot being made of him starting. But, you know, now with Grant out, they got Dybul starting. Yeah. And Cam coming off the bench, which seems about right. And listen, like he can score, but, but you know, he had, he shows flash defensively, but it was always consistency thing for me on that mm-hmm. side of the ball. But I hope the best for the kid. Uh, me too. I hope, hope for the best for the kid. He can s- score sometimes when he wants to. He has some polishing to do. But he has he has to want it for himself, and hopefully Portland um gets it out of him. But I'm extremely happy with the Josh Hart trade myself. Um, I'm happy that you know McBride got some time to shine as well. And that's that's all I really got to say about that. I don't even I really don't want to talk about it for the rest of my time. <laughs> uh, I'll say one more thing. I, I really. I really hope that Cam Reddish finds a role with the Blazers. I think it's kind of tailor-made for him. He he fits that art type of the player that they've been surrounding Dame with, which is long, stretchy guys that have three-point capabilities or athletic, that can get their own shot uh, and defend it within a team scheme. Um, so I, I don't think that he has to fill the role that Tibbs wanted him to have here in New York. It's a different role, but Chauncey's looking for him there. And he also seems to be getting the mentorship and the the one on one person right person recognition as a human being from Chauncey, but Tibbs wasn't willing to give him either. So I think he's got a chance. Uh, it might take a season or two for him to really get into a groove. But I think the opportunity is there. Um, but like I said during the night of a trade when we were on the pod, I would I would give that pickup with zero protections on it. I, I don't give a damn, and I would give another second and maybe two seconds. In I that mean, deal for at Josh this Hart. point, listen. It's unbelievable. It's, it's no, I mean, the stat line, nine rebounds, eight assists, three steals, 16 points on almost 50% shooting. Yeah. Wow. We don't lose games anymore in the clutch we because don't. of Josh Hart. All the 50-50 balls go to us. Yes. All the balls that look like, oh, their opposing center might get the rebound. If they might get the rebound, Josh Hart is definitely getting the rebound. Because <laughs> I've definitely seen him snatch the ball from Nurchik a few times today. So I'm absolutely ecstatic by the Josh Hart signing. He expressed interest in re-signing with the Knicks after the offseason. So I fully believe he will be here with us. And I'm also excited. I'm also glad that we kept him in McBride. I know people were like, oh, McBride's not nothing. Uh, we should have. 
you know, we, sh- we should have played Cam over McBride. McBride showed out today. McBride outplayed Cam today. McBride played better defense today. McBride hit shots today. So, listen, I'm, I'm happy with the choices. Cam can absolutely turn it around. He has time with a, with a franchise who wants to put time into him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it, it is what it, it is. What it is. Agree. It is what it is. Salute to the chat. Uh, shout out to Nick, yeah, Alexander, Manchild, B. Willis. Everybody else is rock with the show. Cody, I see you guys. If you like the show, hit the like and subscribe. We here after every game talking that Nick's talk. Also, when big Nick's news happens, be here. We are talking Nick's here. And guess what, guys? Tomorrow, you also want to be here because the queen of MSG Media. The Queen of Media herself, Queen of First Take, Monica McNutt will be on the program tomorrow, 5 p.m. Eastern. Bust those guns for Monica in the building. Worked a really long time to get here. Yeah, you you did. JL has been working hard on this one, man, really since the season started. He's been trying to plant the seed to have her come on the show. And it's finally coming to fruition because of his hard work and relentless work ethic. Sounds like you have a Josh Hart of a KOT team, baby. <laughs> Unbelievable badass. I love it. Never quit. Never give up. <laughs> Never give up. I keep going on the extra effort every time, man. Those 50 50 balls, bro. You're Get getting them all 50. of them. Stop one. Pause. Pause. <laughs> 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 oh man, <laughs> yo! I still want to talk about RJ Barrett a little bit, but yeah, definitely. Uh, shout out to Bonda McNutt, who's an <laughs> extremely busy woman. So trust me, I was trying to have her for like uh, the the, the All Star break, but man, that oof, that woman had you know she has like twenty seven jobs. All right, <laughs> no doubt. All right, all right, all right. So uh, we got a phone, we got a phone call. All right, we got a caller. Shout out to Mikey Uno who's on the line. Mikey right. Uno, what's going on, sir? What you want to talk about? Yo, what's good? What's good, fellas? How you doing? What's going on, Mikey? Yo, listen, Um, I called in because I wanted to talk about the Knicks not trading for Donovan and all that. But as, as I was calling, I heard that you mentioned Monica McNutt. Dude, I love her, bro. She's <laughs> dope. I like her. She, not only is she like, Dope and 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 with with all her takes and everything, but she's beautiful too. And yo, not for nothing, but Stephen A needs to put some respect on her name. Facts. Stop calling her Facts. M&E, bro. She is Monica. <laughs> some love and respect there, Stephen A. All right. Now, now when it comes to the team, listen. When everybody was talking about trading for Donovan, I I thought yo he's good, he's dope and all. But listen, we got the guys that we love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, love this team. I feel like this is the team, you know, and I and I felt this way, you know, last season and the season before, but there was still some players that it's like, all right, we could we could drop you. But now I feel like there's no one. I don't want to drop no, no I one. Know, I you want even greedy. Goals. I feel you. <laughs> you know, it's like everyone, everyone, everyone. There's no one I want to lose on this team. No one, even Fournier, dude. I hate you too. 
dude, help our team shoot three-pointers in practice. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, I love this team so much. This is the best team we've ever had. It's showing in the numbers. It's showing in the stats. It's showing in everything, bro. I'm glad we didn't make that trade. I'm glad that our guys, look, look at quickly being the third best player on the team. And not it's not RJ, but I'm sure RJ is going to step up too. You know what I'm saying? I, I just, look, I just wanted to call in and say, Monica McNutt, I love you. And <laughs> New York Knicks, I love you too. I love you. I love this team so much. It's so fun to watch. They're so good. I love the the, 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 the heart trade. I, I, I love everything, man. And, and, and I feel like I speak for a lot of the Knicks fans. I, I feel like this is real shit. Like, I feel like even, um, you know, with all the talk, everybody, you know, the media and everyone saying like, yo, the Knicks are scary. Watch out for the Knicks. Oh, you don't want the Knicks in the playoffs. We don't. It's real. It's real. And, and, and I can't wait to face Cleveland. I hope we do face Cleveland because we need to shut them down. Yeah. We need to shut Stephen A. Stephen A with all his talks, like, we better not lose. Yeah. Who? No, Stephen A. We're gonna we're gonna stomp them out. We're gonna show that our our family, our homegrown, we're gonna stomp them out. That's what we're gonna do. I That's hope, all I got man, to say. Man, watching you guys after every next game, bro. Appreciate you watching. Let me shut up now, please. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Great call. I start call. Love you, Mike. Man, love you, Mike. Yeah, that Eminem nickname is. Does make me pause a second. I'm not gonna hold you. I get it. Though. I get it. I get it. That's a lot of pausing. <laughs> oh man, yo, God, I want to put some respect on RJ's name because I, I did say IQ is the third best player on the team, but RJ had kind of a rough first half. Not even a whole first half. He had like. Mo- rough moments, but I, I have to say, Lee, I, I still be holding on to hope. I know, I know you do. I still be holding on to hope, and s- s- performances like this is why sometimes because there was a stretch before this stretch <laughs> where I was, it looked like he started to figure it out around the rim. It looked like he started to develop a touch. And it's to me, it's starting to look a little bit like that again. Where, you know, you know, yesterday was like scoring over AD. Or is it or it's the variety of ways he's scoring around the rim? Where it's just like overhand, finger roll, up and under, splitting. Like he seems like he's starting to figure it out over there a little bit. And able to uses his power correctly and i hope he's turned a corner I, I did hear han say like a stat that he's been what averaging what 56 percent since from the field or something yeah. too so you know second half rj is real that is a real thing <laughs> but i hope he keeps it up and man i hope he becomes that guy who's been averaging 20 points and what is he 44 percent from the field in general I just I still need some more threes from him, but I can I need I need I'll take any elite shooting from any area at this point. 
He is the X factor to us making the Eastern Conference Finals, in my opinion. Yeah. I got I, I full faith in Brunson. He, he showed me what we can do in the playoffs last year. I got full faith in Manuel Quickly. He's going to rise to a challenge under the bright lights of the playoffs. And I got full faith in Joyce Randall. His head is right. And he's going to make uh, have a redemption tour in this playoffs, smacking everyone that we come in contact with. It don't matter if you double team, triple team. These are going to still hit the shot or make the right pass. Right. Uh, R.J. Barrett, to me, is a guy that if he can score, not even 20, an efficient 16, 17, 18 points a game in the playoffs, we can reach each conference finals. And the nights that he's not on, I got to see the commitment to defense, rebounding, and playmaking. Those are the things that he is always in control of and it, it always has the ability to affect the game positively. When his shot's not falling, he's got to be able to box out. He's got to be able to do the little things on defense, talk on defense, you know, fight through strings. Those are things that sometimes when his shot's not on, you see him fade a little bit in his effort, and you got it. That's continuity must stay for us to make the deep playoff run because we need that third option, an efficient third option in that role. And you don't want to burn out quickly and, and use him at a rate that he's not necessarily prepared for uh, only his third year in the NBA. That's a role that RJ's had since he came in the NBA and David Fisdale started him in game one against the San Antonio Spurs. He's been in that role. It's time for him to step up in the playoffs and not necessarily score a lot of points, but score points efficiently. Yeah, I agree. I guess for me, listen, he's, he hasn't, the passing hasn't been near today as much, right? But 61% from the field, pretty big deal. Yeah. Pretty big deal. 61% from the field, 8 of 13. Uh, only two turnovers as well. But then the three blocks. The defense really stuck out to me today from RJ. Like there was in the beginning of the game, he left Tybo open for three a few times, but you know, I don't know, maybe he didn't get the memo. You know, Tybo could shoot threes that since he hit Portland. Shoot, I just got the memo myself, right? Yeah, that's that's been an aberration. It's only this season that he hits threes. He's been <laughs> right. asked, you know, his entire career been asked. Yeah, and since Portland, that's the way it's like not, it's not even in the 76 uniform, he's been doing that. It's like since he got <laughs> traded. But um here's the thing. It's like the defense, there, there was a play where I seen him kind of get in front of the ball and two change the direction plays from the same player, and that impressed me because it seemed like he really got his footwork right to stay in front of the player and not foul and get to stop. I seen him wrestle away a 50-50 ball from Nurchik. I, I saw him do a lot of good things defensively today, and it was really encouraging to see from RJ. It was like the defense and the finishing around the rim was was huge today. Our perimeter defense in general, I thought, was pretty big. The only time I was a little bit worried was, you know, Dame was doing his Dame thing, you know? I felt like we played de defense on Dame well as well. But, you know, you're a superstar. You can kind of foul hunt sometimes. It, you know, you if you fight over the three points, if you fight over the screen, the three-point line, and you flop as a superstar, you want to get the call. Stuff like that was happening for us. But for the most part, our perimeter defense was really good. Really, really good. You know, the last thing I'll say about RJ, I've said it multiple times on the pod, he's only 22 years old. 
And the thing I try to keep in mind is I try to I try to balance my frustrations with him as a player. My, they are based on expectations and the reality of a situation that he's he's a very very young kid trying to find his way on the basketball court and in life. Figure out who he is, you know, what kind of player he wants to be, what kind of man he wants to be. That those are things you start thinking about when you're 22 years old, and he's he just now entering that stage. But that being said, the 22 year old mark really is more impactful for guys that are drafted like in the lower part of a top 10, like between seven to 13. That's when the 22 age, you've been in the lead for about four, five years. You're really starting to find your game and develop into the play of a UNB for the rest of your career. Most guys are drafting the top three are either a bust an immediate success, or they show you consistently one or two parts of a game that they're really, really good at. Right, and that's already honed, and the rest will come later. Barge's not a bust. I will argue day and night he's not a superstar immediately. I have yet to see the one or two things that he's really, really good at. That he's a lead at. It's not defense. He's playmaking, maybe, but we haven't seen it at a high enough level. It's also because Tibbs doesn't utilize that part of his game in the steam of the offense. It's not scoring on any level. It's not free throw shooting. It's not mid-range shooting. It's sure, sure as hell in three-point shooting. It's not getting to the rack. So I'm not really sure what those skills are that you usually see from a top three pick that you can see, you put the bank on it. And I'm it, still waiting in year four. Not a good sign. See, the things that I saw when he was in Duke and even kind of was in here, well, one, I did see, I saw flashes of playmaking. I saw the Duke game when he had 10 assists and they didn't have a point guard. He was forced to play point guard. I saw that, which is why when he came here, I'm like, yo, maybe we can use some of that somewhere. Uh, I remember Terry talking about, I was like, yo, what if, remember point guard RJ was a thing? Like point guard RJ was a thing for a year. Like when people were saying maybe we should play him at point guard, even though his handle isn't there because they feel like he can play make as a bigger guard. Um, Fisdale was playing him at point guard. Hmm? Fisdale was playing him as point guard yeah. in his rookie year. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he does get to the he gets to the cup a lot. Like he doesn't finish a lot, right? But he gets to the rim a lot. So when it says like, what does he do really good? He gets to the hole a lot. Which is why I feel like he he has to learn angles. The way Enquanyo quickly learns angles and learn how to use his body, and you know, quickly is not nowhere near as strong as RJ. I feel like RJ can do that exact same thing and find some success. So he kind of started doing that in the last couple of games, where he's going through the whole slow down, bumping with your shoulder. This allows him to get him out of you know get him out of position, shoot a little floater like. He can do things like that. So I, I still feel like it's a path for success to him. I do agree he, has, he doesn't do one thing exceptionally well. I mean, he doesn't you know what it is. Not is He doesn't shoot anywhere on the floor exceptionally well. I think that's what it really is. I would say it's attribute, too. Uh, I agree with you that he doesn't get to the rack really well, but that's kind of a given, given his size, the position he's playing, and his upper body strength. But as good as he gets to the rack, he's as poor at finishing. 
Like right. I, I don't see any player in the NBA that swatted, smacked, and shut down as much as him when he's around the basket. It's damn near embarrassing. I my RJ Barrett's all the way up in the jersey. My, my jersey's all the way up in the closet with my fire tip sign. I, I do not want to pull any of those down. And I don't anticipate pulling any of those down anytime soon. Uh, I feel I do feel you. I don't think it's every big player who gets to the rack like he does. I, I still feel like that's a RJ thing, and it's kind of um despite this lack of quickness, he he just uses his body to bully people. He's a bully ball yeah. player. Uh once he cleans if he cleans that up, I feel like he can be he can do good. I I, I, I hope so. I'm rooting for him. I'm I don't want to trade him. I'm rooting for I, him. I, I I I'll move him to the bench before I trade him. I, I'm not one of those trade RJ. RJ's a bum guy. I just don't think that he has any star potential in him. I just want him to be a solid starter. That's it. I, I feel, I'm hoping he's, mm, I don't know. I'm still holding out hope he can be a starter, uh, borderline all-star, all-star. I'm hoping. I am hoping. Hoping and praying. All right. Guess, guess what, Lee? What's up? Hold on a second. Hold on one second. I need you. I need to ask you something. What you got? I need you to to. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> I tried to do this. Hold on. I, I wanted you to talk about your favorite player one more time. <laughs> Who's my favorite? Jalen Brunson is my favorite player. Oh, <laughs> is he? Yeah, he's my favorite Nick. RJ was up until probably like the beginning of this season. I just really wanted him to come out in his fourth year and really show what he had worked on over the summer. And it looked like the only thing he had worked on over the summer was his new Puma shoe, which was really disappointing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but now I wanted you. I wanted you to talk about your favorite backup center one more time. Isaiah Hardenstein, you got graphic. Let's go. <laughs> Yo, I was trying to fall as I look at his graphic. <laughs> I, man, I I think he's the only guy on the roster that I called a bum, only player this season. And I, there there was a bro, there was a point he was a bum. Like Isaiah Hardenstein was getting bullied by opposing, not just opposing centers, opposing backup centers were dominating him. Like that game against the Mavs, Dwight Howe. Dwight Powell was embarrassing him on the court, bro. Let's go. Isaiah <laughs> Let's go. Baby. Shout out to Alex, like, oh. man. Shout out to That's Alex. Dope. He's like, I got you. <laughs> he's, he's played really, really fantastic. It doesn't matter who you mix and match him with. And I like the fact that he's, he's made Obi more playable because Obi is such a piss-poor defender on a defensive and offensive boards. Having Hartenstein out there is finally able to counterbalance that, and you can pair them and let Hartenstein worry about boxing out and grabbing a rebound and let Obi leak out. It's really made Obi more playable. It has. I don't know if I don't know if it's because the bench is, is playing well or not, but I feel like Obi's defense has even been a lot better lately. Like there was a bucket where I felt was it Anthony Simons who kind of slowed down. I thought he played it perfectly, almost blocked the shot, but he ends up scoring over him. I've kind of I don't know. Let me know. I need to I need to go I need to go back. I need to find some videotape guys to really break it down. But I feel like Obi Toppin has been making less and less mistakes 
over the last like two months. And, Alexander, and my, uh, bro. When it comes to positional defense, positional team defense rotations, and just how to guard people one on one in general. I don't know. I'm kind of. I think he's turned to me. He looks like he's turned a corner to me. Uh, just, no argument. Alexander said Hartenstein, aka Germans Noel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, crazy. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Oh man, that's funny. But shout out to Arnesine. I hope he can find his three point shot. Uh, once oh, it's again. over for you, hoes. Once he does. Facts, facts, facts. All right, yo, yo. It was a great game, man. Great game. The Knicks at this point, Lee, fifth place. Fifth place yeah, in the East. Uh, my, my Oklahoma City Thunder, my favorite young core in the NBA, smacked up the Nets tonight. Yes. SGA, Giddy, Dort, yes. and my main man, J- Jalen Williams, steal of a draft. Jalen uh, Williams. Dominated Nets. Jason M., I remember when I told you that Jalen Williams is going to be good, and you said, nah, Jay Ellis. No, he's not. I th- listen, he's man. Jalen Williams, I told you. I told you. He's great. Hmm? He's he's not good. He's great. Coach D is playing him at, small, at power forward, and they're using that small ball, bro. He is breaking. He is one of the fastest fast break players in the NBA in transition. He's unbelievable. He's lethal. Shoot, shoot my my picks have been picking lately. All right, I've been on a roll when it comes to picking talent in the draft for the last few years. All right, don't put some respect to my name. All right. <laughs> yeah, he's an advanced metric starting too, man. He's been one of the most efficient rookies this year as well, and I think after. Paolo has starred the most games too. Him and Jay Ivey are like right there. Exactly. I, I love him, man. He's a great player. Yeah, gotta love those tall guard, those tall, versatile pick and roll guards. You shoot, man. Gotta love those guys, man. Which we had but one. Shout out to the OKC <laughs> Thunder, took care of business, did what the Nuggets couldn't. Uh, Let's go. <laughs> all right. Cause the Nuggets, y'all disappointed me. And I'm gonna need the Nuggets to uh not get mad against us on Saturday. Cause right now the Knicks are a full game over the Nets. Which is great for me because I still have a Nets fan at work <laughs> who who was feeling down for a minute, but now he's starting to feel all confident now because you know I had to work from home. He sent me like an email, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh you 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 feel yourself now? You sending emails now? He <laughs> <laughs> sent me an email all season. <laughs> So thank you, OKC, for taking him down the peg. And Let's the Knicks go. need to continue to take care of business and take care of the Denver Nuggets on Saturday. And hopefully Brunson will be back on Saturday. That have been about a week off. He should be well rested. And yeah. we should have Jalen Brunson starting, quit coming off the bench, uh, and be and be good. And if it's not happening, well, we maybe we have McBride over here as well who can continue to give you 18 points. All right. <laughs> All right. Any last words, Lee, from this great game? Because of it. No, nah, man, I got, I got a bruh pick. Oh, let's um, go. Let's get to it. My my favorite Western Conference bums, the Dallas Mavericks are officially a game under 500. <laughs> it's like so much fun, dude. I got so many oh, math fans God. in my life. And I'm just like, Every morning I wake up, I do my stretch, grab a cup of coffee, and I just drag them through text. They, they just like, anticipate. It's like me, 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 me. It's just I'm just dragging them, posting stats and stats, just like destroying them with bot stores and plus minus stats. Like it's awesome, man. But I say all that. 
because that pit's looking pretty good. Oh, Being yes. under 500, it looks like it's going to land somewhere between 10 and 15. There's a lot of solid wing players in this draft. It's a mm. good draft. I'm starting to get my analytics ready and starting to actually look at some guys we might be picking that area, or we include it in a trade for a star player. Let's see what Leon does, man. I like this team as it is, but I'm always down for improving the talent. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, man. When you talk about trading Josh Hart and not including protections, I mean, listen, the way we are playing, like, do we really protections? We're going to be freaking, you know, fifth in the East. Like we don't really need protections. Like, yep, exactly. Especially when you have the Dallas Mavericks out here doing the Lord's work for the Knicks, (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) If anything, you're doing my work, man, making it real easy to be the number one hater in Dallas. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Now, if we can just get the Wizards to be on the same page. I know. They've been dropping games. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, KP. I'm sorry, KP. I know I gave you a lot of flack and, oh, he, 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 he's weak. He can't post up Marcus Smart and, you know, he has Bambi knees. I know we've been talking a little about the smack about KP, but I need you to get together so we can get that Wizards pick, all right? Because we need yeah, Christmas to come early. JLS, guess what? What? Wizards won the night. Let's go, KP! <laughs> Let's go, KP! I always believed in you. <laughs> always believed in you. My guy. KP, 18-7-4. They won by 20 on the Pistons. Let's go! Oh, the Pistons is the remedy for any <laughs> sick team. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true, dude. So true. <laughs> Oh man, he better have won that. They would have traded you if you didn't. Right. Win that, man. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, yo. Um, shoot, do I have a bro pick? <sighs> do I want to be super petty today or not? Nah? Yeah, be petty. <sighs> I don't know if I want to be petty. You're with the king of petty right now. Let's be petty, bro. <sighs> Gosh. <laughs> You know you won't do. Stop. <laughs> stop. Stop fronting, bro. <laughs> Come on, Jay Ellis. Give oh, the people what they man. want. I'm just the cam. The cam hive, man. The cam hive took a massive L today, man. Yeah. Cam hive took a. The cam hive is down bad. Really no bad today. Like if you, if Knicks fans, if you have a friend who's a member of the Cam Hive, check on them today, please. All right, make sure they're okay because they're probably not okay. Um, listen, man. All this talk on hyping up Cam and he's this and he's for for when somebody has animosity for a team. And they're like a great player or that guy or they have that Mamba mentality. When they see the team that did them wrong, nine times out of ten, they show out. No doubt. So for... I hope he gets together. But for him to be talking, you know, that stuff and face us and then have your just do and come off the bench versus our bench and that's what you gave <sighs> for the cam hive to go so hard 
for so long to say, oh, we should be starting over Big Bride and why is Grimey starting over? It's, it's, bruh. I don't even know if I want to do bruh. It's just kind of, I just kind of feel bad for them right now, man. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to continue the petty train because you got me rolling now, bro. And I want to give you first some shout outs for being the first Nitz content creator in a lot of different things. A lot of things that you don't get your props for, but we made sure on this show that you do. And you're the first content creator to get Monkham and Nut on the show to come and, and, and speak her truth and talk about the Knicks on this podcast. And no, I can't she's wait. been on the shows before. She's been on the shows before. I I, well, I haven't seen her on the big ones. Mm. So I can't wait for the big ones <laughs> <laughs> to copy and paste oh, man. the KOT formula a couple of weeks from now. I sh- and hey, man, all props to her. Go out there, spread the word, build your following. But I can't wait to see these other content creators copy and paste that they do with everything, JLS and, and KOT, because you know it's going to happen. Let's just wait. And when it does, I'll be on Twitter calling it out. <laughs> <laughs> nah, she's oh. been on. She's been on. Uh, she's been on Next Film School. She's been on Next Film School. I give. So good for her. That's great. Yeah, it's good for her. She with us. She, she, she's with us tomorrow. She's with us. Let's go. But I will, I mean, listen, there's a lot. Listen, I will, I, I say that a lot though. We're not the most, we're not the biggest. We're not the most popular, but we, KLT has influenced a lot more than people know. Like a lot more than people. Mm-hmm. Uh, from stuff that we did this year that got, but it is what it is. I got more ideas. God gave me a gift of vision years ago, so I have ideas. I always have ideas. You might not be the the, the biggest uh, or the most popular, but you are the best, brother. I appreciate that, Lee. Man, get you our friend that hype you up like Lee hype you up. I swear. Let's go. But I got more ideas. I got more ideas. I got ideas that haven't been before that I want to bring to Nick's space. Trust me. Oh, Yo. I got one more thing to say. One more thing. What's up? My, my man Jay Ellis interview on, in, on SNY Sports has over 30,000 views with the Twitter views combined with his link, their YouTube link. You got 30K views. That's 30,000 eyes. On Jay Ellis representing a brand that he built from the ground up, Nits content creator, the best fan, uh, fans for, for a content channel on all of the YouTube streets, the best mods in the game, the best co host and, and Ryan G. Like, let's give some major props in the chat to, to Jay Ellis. 30,000 eyes, bro. 30,000 views. So let's go. That's Dude, huge. That was on Twitter, too. That was a Twitter plus. Twitter views, plus. your link, their link. Their Twitter video, all of it, bro. 30,000 views combined. Unbelievable. That's what's up. Shout out to Dexter, man. Dexter is a dope human. JL is a contributor. SNY contributor, baby. Let's go. SNY contributor, Dexter. Dexter's going to be back, too. Dexter will be back. Hell yeah, he will. Be back very soon. But, yo. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for watching and staying up for us. 2 a.m. squad in the building. Barely awake celebrating this Knicks win. 
definitely be here tomorrow at 5 p.m. when we talk to McDonica McNutt. I'm 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 gonna get some sleep so I can be ready for that interview tomorrow. All right. <laughs> um, but yo, Lee, let him know where he can find you, man. At Twitter at underscore Lee Estabedo, L-E-E-E-S-C-O-B-E-D-O. Man, the last couple of days I've been doing ham hard in the streets on some of these bum ass nits interns, man. I mean, I love it, bro. It's just I'm a nicer person in real life because I have Twitter just so I roast people and I flame them up. So it's great. Follow me on Twitter. Um <laughs> did it bring the smoke or did it smoke? Interns, <laughs> yeah. Yo, when you be calling people interns, I mean no, that's when people get mad. I know this is they real in some of them are some of them are really getting paid by msg they are really in these streets bro <laughs> they are actually interns some are unpaid some are paid yeah oh my god <laughs> leave petty as hell son let's go <laughs> Yo, <dude>. crazy <laughs> oh man all right you know what? You already know the deal, man. You already know you can find us. I'm looking a little tired. I'm not going to hold you. Follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Spitcher, Spotify. Everywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find the KMT show. Get the snapbacks, black and white, blue and orange at the show.com slash catalog. Shout out to that. Also, follow us on the KOT show on Twitter, the Nick Time show on Instagram, and the Nick Time show on Facebook as well. Also, you already know tomorrow, Mana McNutt, KOT holding it down. KOT holding it down. We will be here tomorrow. Tomorrow. We'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> and shout out to everybody in the chat once again. Leo, Glamour Nicks, Cody. Who else in here? Francisco, Carrillo, Man Child. Everybody else is rock with the show. All right. That is our show. We out this mug. And as always. Shout out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here in these Knicks YouTube streets. That is our show. Shout out to Fritz, the best mod in the game. We out of here. Let's go. <laughs> New York, big city of dreams. I'm gonna, gonna, gonna take out New York, New York, big city of dreams. In, 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 in,